네, 여러분, 안녕하세요. I'm Eunice. And I'm Sharon. And we're Ginger and Chinzang from Mighty Fortress Press. Join us each week as through our stories, we strive to energize, entertain, and encourage all the families out there. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Ready? 시작! another episode of Ginger and Ginseng. We hope everyone is doing well and staying healthy and most importantly, staying positive. It's important that during these times we have the right mindset and not be brought down by everything that's going on. If it's not for ourselves, I think Eunice, you can agree, at least for our family and for our kids because they're really looking up to us um, during these times, right? Right, exactly. So before we start, Eunice, So you've heard me talk about my Peloton spin bike, right? The workouts. Oh my gosh, you and your Peloton bike. <laughs> okay, well, maybe hopefully this is the last thing I'm going to say about it. But one thing I love about my spin bike is that it's not just the workout. Um, and it's really the positive message and the motivation that these uh, instructors in exude in class. So as you're spinning and as you're out of breath, you know, they're shouting all these like inspirational quotes at you and whatnot. Um, and so one of my favorite instructors, her name is Robin. Uh -huh. One thing that she said early March, she did this ride um, close to when a lot of, um, you know, businesses were closing down and we're doing uh -huh. safer at home. But she said, There's a lot of things being canceled right now, like mm -hmm. schools, events, gatherings, but then she shouts at you, but there's no cancellation on resilience. And everyone's like, yes. And she's like, no, you know, take your resistance to 50. And so then you're like sweating, you're like, oh, oh, you know, and trying to keep up. But it's just like, that's what fuels you. And I'm sure that's what um, drives people to the Peloton bike and the app. Um, but where am I going with this? Is this podcast do we get sponsorship all of a sudden no <laughs> where am i going with this we want to talk that. about resilience today mm -hmm. and That's we want to talk about god's instructions for how to be resilient right mm -hmm. what does god say about resilient and i and i think that so um timely with what we're going through right now so with that said i want to announce that our dear eunice has written book number two in the Woo! Mama What If series. Woo woo! We're Woo! so excited, so proud of her. And look at that, she's promoing the book. It <laughs> launches It launches this week. Yes, which it is does. super exciting. Um, it's based off of, from what you told me, it's based off of Joshua 1.9, uh -huh. which I'm sure many of you know this verse. It's be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Exactly. Amen. So good. And, you know, because it's so relevant right now, let's um, get into it and just find out more about Eunice's book and also kind of what inspired her to write this and how we can um, really have our children learn this message right now through this whole COVID situation and, you know, not going to school. It's kind of a scary time, not, not just for adults, but also for kids, right? Exactly. Um, I actually wrote, I wrote the book last year, 2019, uh, during the summer. And uh, but I think it's so great that in terms of the actual publishing of the book, it's coming out during this time, because I think more so now than ever um, in such a time that we're living in with COVID, this uh, message resonates even more um, with, you know, just encouraging young children to be strong and courageous and not to not to be afraid. And the reason not to be afraid um, is not because of some. Uh, strength that they get from themselves or from their family or friends or um, outside um, external factors, right? 
uh, because those things will shift. But it comes from knowing that the Lord, your God is with you wherever you go, that the creator God who made us, he's always with us. He's not, he just didn't create us and is a distant uh, God, but he's like our father. He's our friend. He's our savior. So um, I am really excited that this book is coming out and that uh, my hope is that a lot of kids will just um, treasure this, this message, this Bible verse deep, deep in their hearts. And so what's the name of the second book and what what is it about? Like, take us through the story. Yeah, the book is called Mama What If, book two, The Pirate Treasure. And it's a brother and sister duo uh, that uh, become pirates to go on a sea adventure to find hidden treasure. And along the way, they meet a lot of different sea creatures like um, sneaky eels, a giant squid, stinging jellyfish, and the ultimate bad uh, sea creature of the ocean, um, the, the shark, right? And uh, during the different times, it's not an ordinary uh, sea, you know, trip though. Like the mother gives them a magic hat that whenever they face any troubles along the way, they wear the magic hat and then hat basically recites Joshua 1.9. And whenever they put on the hat and the Bible verse is recited, then they are given some sort of inspiration. They're, they're they have a great idea. Um, they're, they are able to go on the right track, you know, to find the hidden treasure. Um, and at the, I'm going to give away a little bit of, little bit of the story, but um, all, at the very end, um, when they meet the final sort of obstacle, these crazy, scary sharks, and they're swimming to shore because they can't take the ship all the way to shore. Um, they're being chased by these sharks, and the, the brother's like, you know, sister, you know, pass me the magic hat, right? And as she's trying to pass it over to the brother, uh, the hat blows away from the, with, the, with the wind. And they're like, oh my gosh, we're doomed. We don't have the magic hat anymore. And by this time, they've already recited, you know, the Bible verse several times. And uh, they say, oh, you, we don't need the magic hat anymore, right? Do you remember what it says? And it's like, be strong and courageous, you know, um, and they recite the Bible verse. And with that, um, and this is one of my favorite pages of the book. I love that page. Up, um, in the form of a mighty wave that blocks them, uh, blocks the sharks from um, from uh, from getting the, the kids. And so, um, yeah, that's the end of the book. They find the treasure. They find gold and silver. But at the end, uh, the, the, the brother and sister, they have this another realization where they found this gold, they found physical treasure, right? Gold and silver. But at the same time, there's a deeper treasure and that's knowing that God is always with them. So I have to ask, I noticed in your second book, there is a sister character, whereas in your first book, it was just a little boy. Yes. So is, is this series or are these characters based off of your, your son and daughter? Cause you got, you have one of each. <laughs> that's true. I do have a son and daughter. Um, it is inspired by uh, my, my children, but I think the reason why I wanted to put a sister in there and not another brother, right, was because I wanted, you know, equal representation of both a brother and sister. Um, one of the things that I really um, am proud of the book is that because uh, Jane, she made the characters Asian American characters, mm -hmm. that boys and girls who are Asian American, right, that they can look at the book and they'd be like, hey, that looks like me. That looks like my brother. That looks like my sister. That looks like my mom or dad. Um, so. That's why that's why she's in there too. Um, I think it's important that Asian Americans they're not like sideline characters, but they're main characters, right? Sure. And it's a storyline where it has nothing necessarily to do with my Lunar New Year, my Chinese New Year, you know, like you know these kind of stereotypical Asian 
topics, right? This is just a regular pirate book and they just happen to be Asian American. Yeah, one thing that I loved about your first book is when you look at the illustrations, there's certain just familiarities of walking into an Asian household. And I think one of the first things that I noticed on like the first two pages is that as you're coming into the house, as mom and son are coming into the house, they take their shoes off at the door. Little things like that, that your illustrator, uh, Jane, captured. Yeah, there you go. That it's just like little things like that. It's it's like, oh yeah, that's so familiar to us, you know? Yes, exactly. Yeah, I think so, it's that Asian Americans, um, there's not a lot of Asian American writers and um, illustrators, although I've, I've seen more lately, right? But it's not a market that we um, are entrenched in. And um, I think the more representation, we have greater represent representation on film and on, on the silver screen, but I would like to see it more in children's books too. I think I told you this before, Eunice, one of the times we were having coffee, but one of my favorite children's books is the Korean American author that wrote Pibimbap. Do you remember uh -huh. that book? Yeah. And not, I mean, I think the book is cute, but whoever did the illustrations, when the family was in the kitchen eating Pibimbap, there were just certain things and elements in the kitchen where like, this is such a Korean household. From the pot holders to even like the plates that kind of look like the old 80s corningware that all right. the Korean parents use. It's, it's just little things like mom. that. Yeah, and like the little harmony, the little grandma sitting at the dinner table, it really looked like something out of my childhood. And exactly. so it was cool to see that in this generation captured in like a very popular book. Yes. So I wanted to ask you about your Mama What If um, series. So is there a continuing theme from book one to book two? And like, what do you plan on, where do you plan on taking that? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, here you have the son and the mom. And then here in book two, you have the introduction of the sister. By book three, I'm hoping to introduce the father as well. I think because Jane and I were first, we are rel we are relatively new at you know creating books and things like that. Um, we had to introduce one character at a time, right? It takes long to <laughs> characters, right? Like we had to think through like how are, how are we gonna create the the mom? How are we gonna are we gonna make her like a millennial mom? Is she gonna have Pama? And no, she does definitely doesn't have the Ajma Pama going on. <laughs> What kind of clothes is she wearing? Is she wearing an apron? No, she's not wearing an apron. She's a working mama <laughs> with like business clothes and with black slacks and a pink blouse. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I'm really excited that this is a series where you have um, the same level of characters coming out. Um, but yeah, I think the story, the general, um, the storyline where it's like a very positive book, it, it reinforces the family unit. It encourages um, parents and children and siblings, right, to get along, to love each other, to have you know, communication with one another. And so that's something that, that um, these are, you know, very important themes to have. Um, so I'm, I'm really glad that that theme will continue on all future Mama What If books. Yeah, we're, we're trying to work on a Mama uh, What If book number three. Um, I'm not sure if we're gonna continue do, doing uh, based on a, a Bible verse, although a lot of parents who, um, I got a lot of feedback saying, yeah, continue to do it, you know, based yes. on a Bible verse. Maybe I'll switch it up, you know, back and forth. Cause on the first uh, book that I created, um, that I wrote, uh, it, 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 it does have sort of, sort of like this Christian worldview where it's like love and positivity and things like that. Um, 
but the second one it, it is overtly you know based on a on a on a bible verse and so yeah we'll see we'll see what happens for the next one you guys, i guess you have to stay tuned for that one <laughs> so my friends that know obviously that i'm friends with you and that we uh -huh. have this podcast they slip me little suggestions like can you tell Eunice to do one on the armor of god um and then someone else recently said can you ask Eunice to do one on the fruits of the spirit i think these are all great ideas and i could see you and jane partnering together to just make a beautiful book out of these things. I love it. I love it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the fruit of the spirit is something that I have um, that I have been thinking about for a while now. And it's hard to, you know, create like a story. Like, how do you create a story around that? And so um, yeah. this this actually this book, uh, book number two, I, I really feel like um, it was really inspired, you know, it was divinely inspired. Like, I'm like, sometimes I, I, I go back to the book. I'm like, oh, my God, did I really write this? Right. And just like, feel like it was it was inspired you know um from from heaven above and i'm i'm gonna pray for another inspiration to strike right um mm -hmm. for, for future books but yeah definitely i will keep those two um on the back of my mind yeah so can you tell us how you came up with mama what if i know what the story is and i think it's so adorable so i want you to tell all our listeners that may not have heard about how you came up with mama what if yeah, Mama would have came, it's inspired by a conversation that I had with my son. And I know that for a lot of us parents, our kids, when they're like three or four years old, they go through, um, what if this happened? What if that happened? They go, they just go crazy with what if questions, right? And um, that conversation, I just kind of indulged him one day in, in the back of the car when we were driving. He just kept asking what if questions and I didn't answer in a realistic way. I just um, kept taking it, you know, a step higher and just in terms of the craziness and, and the wildness of it. And it really took us on, on an adventure. This, this first book um, is really based on a conversation that I had with my son. It takes him, um, makes him really big. It makes him really small as an end. It takes him to outer space. It brings us back home, um, et cetera. Uh, so that's, that's where it came from. And I just want to continue that. Like the second book, um, the mama what if storyline is still there. He asks, you know, you know, what if I became a, a pirate, right? And so, and then from there, it they go on this crazy adventure. Um, so yeah, for a lot of kids um, who, who are in that what if stage and are always uh, are want to be creative and you want to uh, instill that creativity and that um, and cultivate that imagination for children, I think this book will really resonate to a lot of families and kids. It's so funny because. Um it's kind of uh, fascinating to see what little kids come up with when you do do this what if yeah. sort of storyline or game with them. Yeah. Um, yeah, they come up with like kind of crazy out of the world answers, but you you almost realize like they're so creative in their little minds and and they- There's no boundaries. There's no yes. anything. Yeah. And so I could totally see how your conversation with Miles really gave you the inspiration to come up with the series and also for um, your first book. Sharon, for your kids, um, is there any poignant uh, what if question that your kids asked before um, that you had to have like a crazy answer for? I yes. mean, the other day, um, my son, like literally like the other day, he was like, what if you didn't marry Appa? And I had to tell him, if I didn't marry Appa, you wouldn't be here. And he's like, what? I wouldn't be here. Yeah, I was like, yeah, there would be a different boy or girl that would be born. And so he just, you know, it was so crazy, like, you know, yeah. where, where his mind goes. And he, how about for you? Mine is, I'm a little bit embarrassed of the story because it's very materialistic. But I think it was last year, um, my younger son said to me, like, mama, like, 
not mama or mommy, I want to I wanna buy a Tesla, right? We happen to park in a, a grocery store parking lot and it's one of the Teslas where like the side doors like just oh, yeah. fling open, mm -hmm. the SUV oh, yeah. looking one, yeah. And so of course he sees that, he's mesmerized and he goes, mama, I want to buy a Tesla. And I said, well, what if we don't have enough money to buy a Tesla? Uh -huh. And then it started this whole trail and he's like, then we have to go to the bank to get the money. I said, what if there's not enough money in the I bank? And then he thinks and goes, we have to go find the money truck. And the money truck is like the armored guard trucks that he's seen in front of the shopping mall. Oh. And I said, okay, so, and then what happens when we find the, the money truck? And he goes, we have to ask for the money. I said, but <laughs> that's not our money. And so that it was just this constant, I like, love it rambling of like how we're going to buy a Tesla vehicle. It was so funny. I'm, I'm embarrassed so because why does, a, why does a four-year-old know what a Tesla is? But um, yeah, he just kept going on with his own thoughts. <laughs> I love that. That is such a sweet story. Thank you so much for sharing that. I love that so much. And oh, the money comes from the money truck. I was like, what's the money truck? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I, you might say, we have to steal the money, mama. We have to be bandits. <laughs> oh my gosh. Then we would have some concerns. We have to read other verses in the Bible. <laughs> Um, you know, I do feel like this message is so relevant to children right now. Um, you know, it's going through just COVID and how we're all safer at home. And we still, you know, we don't know what's going to happen the next two weeks. How can we relate this message um, to kids? And also, how can um, adults, parents relate to this? Yeah, um, I think this book also is relevant for grownups because um, yeah, the, the basic message that we can, um, you know, be strong, you know, be resilient, right, to use your words. Um, it's, it just reinforces that message during these, these hard times. And I think as maybe a mom, like if you're homeschooling, for me the other day, I think I reached my max. I don't know, I just re reached my threshold. I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm joyful. I'm so glad I'm a mom, but it's also so stressful. And I found my, I found myself like yelling at my kids and my son sure. was like, I'm, he sort of had tears in his eyes, like, you know, I'm, I'm for yelling at. And I was like, no, 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 Miles, you're not for yelling at, you're for love. He's like, no, I'm for yelling at. And I think um, just being, you know, with my kids, like 24 seven, like I, sometimes I have this mom guilt, like, wow, spending more time with them. Is this actually benefiting him? Or is this like, you know, is this like kind of, am I, am I affecting his personality more in a negative way if I'm not being very patient? And so um, mm -hmm. yeah, that was tough. Uh, another thing is, you know, for a lot of the healthcare workers out there, I know my, my husband, he's, um, he's a doctor and he's working on the front lines. And so, you know, for me to send him out, you know, every, every day is, is sort of terrifying, wondering if he's going to come back because he does come back home and we do, do take precautions. Like as soon as he comes home, I send the kids to the room and he has to take off his scrubs and he puts it into the laundry basket or he puts it into the wash right away and then he jumps into a hot shower and he has to go through all those steps before even being able to like touch us right um or be you know even yeah touch us or any hugs or kisses or anything like that um but yeah it, it it's just a reminder that you know during this hard time like we do have to be you know strong and, and courageous yeah, so good. You know, I have a girlfriend whose husband's a doctor as well. And in front of the hospital that he works at, they put up these signs that says like, um, I think it said like, we are all heroes or something like that. So as these doctors drive into work, they're just greeted with this great encouraging message. But um, I took a photo of that and I texted to her and I said, you're a hero too, because every day you're sending your husband out pretty much to war, mm -hmm. right? As he's out on the front line, seeing his patients while you're home with your three kids managing the household as a single parent so that he can work all day. So it's not just your husband. It's also 
people like her, wives like you, Eunice, that are heroes. And I mean, how relevant that, you know, we you do have to remain strong and courageous, especially for our kids that look up to us. And, you know, when I was reading the verse yesterday, um, I noticed that even before it says be strong and courageous, it says mm -hmm. God commands us. God commands Ooh, us to be strong and courageous. It's I not like that. It's not like, hey, try to be str strong and courageous. It's not like, you know, Apostle Paul saying like, hey, try to be strong. No, it's God commands it. It's he not commands a suggestion. Us. It's a commandment. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know exactly. that. And so it made me think, wow, we have this God that commands us mm. to not be afraid, to, mm. to, to be strong and to be courageous. And you have to think, why? Why is it a command? Probably because he's that dang confident that he's going to take care of us. If oh. he's that dang confident that he's going to take care of us, then we, and that's why he commands us. Don't worry about anything. Don't be afraid. Be strong and courageous. And we really have to instill that truth, not only in our lives as parents, but also into our kids. And I really hope that from your book, Eunice, that I know that in the pages, it repeats that verse over and over. I really hope that a lot of these children can start memorizing that verse and really have that ingrained in their minds and in their hearts. Sharon, can I ask you a question? Like when my son, the other day, he was like, oh, did um, he had, because he knows like COVID-19 is bad. So he actually asked me, did Satan create COVID? And I was like, oh my gosh, what kind of question is this? I was like, no, you know, I don't think so. And, you know, I told him you know, some of the backstory and he was just like, he, he's like, oh, mommy, oh, mom, I'm scared because he knows that if you get infected, there's a chance where you can die. Right. And so he was like, I'm really scared. And I said, Miles, like, you don't have to be scared. Like, obviously, you know, Oma and Appa are here to protect you. We're going to make sure that you, we lower the risk of you getting infected. And also, you know, God, like he's going to protect you. Right. And so, um, when your kids like do they share that they get scared of covid and when they do like how do you respond to that like as a parent? yeah such a good question that? yeah and that's really insightful of your son to even think to that level yeah i was like what <laughs> i was like i was so i was like i was shocked at his question i was like it just tells me that even he's now six years old right like He's a very, I mean, six-year-old kids, like they're deep thinkers. Like they have the capacity totally. to think very deeply about these things. So my kids have not asked, um, you know, did Satan create um, COVID? But it's more, why did God let this happen? That was mm -hmm. one question they asked. And the second question is, why won't God just come up with a cure? Uh, so those are the two things they've been asking. Mm -hmm. And what I said to them is that right now, God has a plan for all this. It's not easy for us to see, but he's trying to make changes or he wants something to happen. That's why he let this happen. But we have to remember that God is in control. God is in control of this whole situation, even though it seems like it's so chaotic and there's no vaccine or cure for it. God is in control. And we have to think of all the positives that have come out of it, of course, in simple terms for the kids, right? right. So the air is cleaner, the animals, mm -hmm. you know, are probably happier because there's less people roaming around all these places, you know, or even just like down to your household, the family time. I said, isn't it great that daddy hasn't had to go on a business trip so long? You know, I think they love homeschool. They just miss their friends, but I think overall they like homeschool and mm -hmm. just those, like having them more think about those things. And, you know, these days when people ask me like, hey, how are you doing? And you know how like most people would be like, oh, it's so boring or blah, blah, blah. These days I've been changing my response to say, I'm 
I'm fine. I'm blessed. I can't complain. I have a job. We have a house. We're all healthy. What more can you ask right now? So we try to reiterate that with our kids every day. Like when they're like, this is so boring. I want to see my friends. We all say, do we have a house? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mommy and daddy have jobs. Yes. Do we have food? Are we healthy? We're all, we're all good. No complaints. You have a yard. Go play with garden hose. You know, like <laughs> find something to do. <laughs> I like that. You know, just to stay positive, right? And to look at the bright side of things. And, um, you know, because situations will always, you know, come and go and it will ch- change, you'll shift. But, you know, to maintain, like that's the difference between happiness and joy, right? Happiness if it's based on circumstances, but joy is even if the circumstances are good or bad, you just choose to stay joyful, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, the most important question, when does the book officially launch and where can we find the book, Eunice? Yes, the book officially launches on Thursday, May 7th. Yeah, and Yay. you can find a copy of it um, uh, on my website, www.mightyfortresspress.com. Um, and uh, Mighty Fortress Press, and from there, uh, you can find book one and book two. Um, and obviously, you can also find it on Amazon as well. But uh, this one, one thing I do want to share is the first book is hardcover. Um, and the second book, actually, uh, we had to make a, a shift. Like when we made the decision, like, should we go hardcover with the second book? We decided not to because it would um, increase the the pricing of the book. And um, actually, I have to, you know, with the increase with COVID, we just thought that, you know, we just want to make this as accessible as possible. So we wanted to um uh, push, you know, decrease the, the price point. And so we made it a, a soft cover paperback book and you can, yeah. And that's on Amazon. Yeah. And, and Mighty Fortress Press. Can you explain to our listeners what Mighty Fortress Press is? Cause I know we say that on our podcast and we said that about where you can find the book, but what is Mighty Fortress Press? Oh yeah. Mighty Fortress Press is a, you know, a, a publishing uh, company, right. And, um, it's, a it's independent. It's, uh, it's, um, and, it's just a yeah. It's independent, and um, it's we just publish you know the books you know by by myself, and it, I basically trying to I think we're trying to build a brand where it's it is overall you know family centered and positive and um, and things like that. So awesome. Well, what a great message, and congratulations, Eunice, on your second book. We're so excited. We're so happy for you. And I really hope it goes tebak. I know I've said that to you many times when you're <laughs> when you're prepping for this book. I'm like, I hope this book goes tebak. I really mm-hmm. hope it does. Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate, you know, your congratulations. And um, I just hope that, yeah, it will just be a big blessing to a lot of different families. Um, and I think with that, it wraps up this week's episode. Thank you for listening to Ginger and Ginseng. We hope that through our conversations, you felt energized, entertained, and encouraged. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and give us five stars so that more people can hear about us. And if you want to connect with us and our Gigi Tribe, our Instagram and Facebook is Ginger and Ginseng Podcast. Signing off. This is Sharon, your Ginger. And this is Eunice, your Ginseng. Until next time, fighting.